That's a slot drop. I can answer that. That's a slot drop. What is that move? That's a slot drop. What's up, wrestling nerds? Welcome back to the Slop Drop. This is Nathan Rogers at Woopig Sumo on Twitter, and we are joined by the voice of the Twin Lakes Sports Network, the loose cannon himself, David McBee. Well, man, I am uh, glad to be back. Uh, I, from what I've heard, this is my the circle squared. Uh, this is my tryout to see if I can get back <laughs> on the Slop Drop. Let's kick off with some headlock headlines of the week. Headlock headlines. Kathy Kelly may be leaving the WWE, but MVP has been hired by the WWE as a backstage producer. I'm coming! He is back in a uh, backstage role, and good for him. I think they can benefit from that for sure. Yeah, I think that is a great hire uh, by the WWE. Uh, really happy, too, for MVP, uh, seeing him get this opportunity. I always felt like his uh, WWE run was cut just a little bit short, but I think he's got a lot to bring to the table and a great hire. Oh, absolutely. Shelton Benjamin signs a new contract with the WWE. I hope they actually do something with him. I'm afraid they won't. Realistically, he's getting up there in age. is probably on the downhill slope. Probably just signed for the money, but I would love to see Shelton Benjamin get a push. Man, uh, yeah, Shelton Benjamin, I think, is one of the most athletic people to ever be in the WWE. I think it's almost criminal what's happened to him. Uh, Just he he never gets any opportunities. He had that great push when he first came out where, you know, he was he just had Triple H's number and it was great. But besides that, he hasn't really done a whole lot. And I started to get excited because around the Royal Rumble, you know, they kind of, uh, just for a brief second, yeah. kind of made it seem like, hey, Shelton Benjamin, maybe going to hook up with Brock Lesnar. Makes a lot of sense. Brock Lesnar loves Shelton Benjamin. And uh, then, of course, you know, he just got tossed in about five seconds. But you're here. I'm here. Let's do this. I mean, I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm hopeful. He, he deserves one really big monster run. Use that athleticism. I'm still amazed he can move the way he does in the ring. Yeah. Man, I, I love that moment, too, that you just talked about from the Royal Rumble. Of course, him and Brock, they really did train together, wrestle together. Uh, and earlier in their uh, developmental days, they were the Minnesota, Minnesota stretching crew. If they're not going to use them, put them with Heyman and Brock in some sort of stable. Exactly. I think I think there's a lot of uh, – I, I think there's just a lot of potential – with him and I just would like to see him get used in something else besides just a jobber. Yep. AEW coming out with some action figures. I'm not a big uh, figure collector, but for those out there that collect action figures, line up and get your AEW action figures. You can get your young bucks and Jericho or whatever you want. Yeah. I saw the uh, commercial they've been running the last two weeks on it or might've just been this week. I can't remember, but uh, not too impressed, man. Uh, they they look kind of bulky. I'd say I'm not too impressed by your performance because, I mean, uh, yeah, they just didn't look real good. I mean, was it me or did they look like crap? No, they looked kind of weird. Uh, there's something like where their their chest and their torso met. I don't know. I guess it's a way you can move them around, but uh, it just looked kind of looked odd. And 
Well, while we're on this topic, there's a uh, show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us that feature, you know, wrestling toys from back in the day, which is really worth checking out. Well, my uh, co-host of This Is The XFL 2020 podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The XFL. Be sure to check it out. Cheap plug there. Uh, Joey the Dragon Shaw, he actually has a huge uh, pro wrestling collection. He's got some vintage uh, pro wrestling toys that would uh, Ryder and Hawkins, if they ever get to Joey the Dragon's garage, they would love it. it they would definitely go woo woo woo. <laughs> I gotta see Joey the Dragon's collection now, man. You got me interested. It's still real to me, damn it. Samoa Joe injured again during a commercial this time, a WWE commercial shoot. Apparently, something involving a table. But I know you're a huge Samoa Joe fan. That dude can't catch a break. Dude, when I saw that, that made me freaking sick to my stomach. I, I love Joe, but this, is, this to me is why the way the NXT system was set up for years absolutely stinks. Because Joe wasted a couple of years where he was killing it in NXT. Of course, he's getting near 40 now. You start breaking down, and I think that's what's happening to Joe, and I absolutely freaking hate it. Would you rather see him stay in NXT, considering how the it's popular now on actually a USA Network, rather than wasting those years that I, I don't know why Vince didn't call him up sooner. But you know, you think about it now, would he have been better if he stayed in NXT? I mean, just think about the wear and tear from all the matches he was doing in NXT. That was more of an opportunity for him to break down. You know, why didn't they do like AJ Styles? Bring him straight in, give him a push. Everyone knows who he is. You know, put him up against Brock Lesnar a couple years ago. I'm just, you know, and athletes, when they start to break down, it comes quite often. And that's, I think, what we're seeing with Joe. And I hate it, man. I absolutely love Samoa Joe. But I think all those years on the indie scenes and all the fantastic matches he's put on is uh, starting to catch up to him. I just hope, you know, do we know how long? Have they said how long he might be out for? No. I just hope he doesn't miss WrestleMania, man. Because, I mean, I, I want Joe to... To at least, you know, be on that big stage. Uh, MLW accusing the WWE of contract tampering. Which, yeah, there's been a lot of good talent plucked from MLW. I don't know if they're getting tired of people stealing their talent. But I could see where there's, this is probably uh, some truth to this. I think uh, MLW is just, I think they're going to, unfortunately, I, and I, I know you're a huge MLW. I absolutely love your MLW updates that you always give. Uh, you know, it sounds like it's an awesome promotion. A lot of great things happening in that promotion. But with the competition with the NWA, WWE, and AEW, I think they're going to, you know, keep yeah. getting guys picked from them. It's just the nature of the beast. It's what's going to happen. I think they're doing this because they're hoping it can kind of slow it down a little bit. But people are going to keep leaving. And speaking of people leaving MLW, possibly Harry Smith, Davey Boy Jr. Smith, rumors are he could be headed back to the WWE. I, w I would love for him to go to AEW personally because I think the WWE, it just seems like they know how to screw up second generations except for Randy Orton. Uh, you know, but think about, you know, Ted DiBiase and, you know, Cody and Dustin Rhodes and, and some of the legendary, you know, next generation guys. I'd be afraid. I mean, look what they did to him the first time. They didn't know what to do with him. And and then look what kind of star he's been yeah, exactly. after he went out on his own. Why would you go back? They don't know how to they don't know how to get you over. Uh, well, speaking of him, Hall of Fame rumors, his dad, the British Bulldog, is one of a couple names mentioned this week. 
Uh, supposedly, the British Bulldog, Jushin Thunder Liger, and the Bella Twins rumored to join this next class of Hall of Famers. I'm good with the British Bulldog. Bella Twins, they're not Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Uh, I, you know, there, there must be a new reality show they're getting ready to push. <laughs> Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, though, that's interesting. Um, well-deserved, uh, very well-deserved, but very little to do with uh, anything with the WWE, to, to my knowledge. Could be wrong. Well, the name I keep waiting to hear is the Rock and Roll Express, but, I mean, uh, Midnight Express, sorry. You know, beautiful, our good friend, beautiful Bobby Eaton, but unfortunately, I got a feeling Jim Cornette killed that this last year. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, let's switch things up a little bit this week, try a different a format, something new. Uh, rather than going through a chronological order, talking about all the promotions in every single match, let's just pick out our top five favorite moments of the week, including any promotion. Number five top moment of the week. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick it off. My number five, and uh, call me crazy, and l- let me finish before you do call me crazy. My number five, I've got the Young Bucks winning the tag team number one contenders battle royal. Not because of their match, not because of they won, uh, because to me there was a lot of people standing around and waiting for other people to get their spots in. But one reason I liked it, when the Dark Order was out there doing their thing, did you notice who happened to be sitting in the crowd and nobody even mentioned it on commentary? Raven. Kind of a little nugget, you know, they're they're talking about who's going to be the leader of the Dark Order, of course, Matt Hardy's name's been thrown out there. Luke Harper's name's been thrown out there. What about what about Raven? What about me? What about Raven? The old man Raven just chilling in the audience. Uh, could be a sign. Could he be the next leader or the leader of the Dark Order? Well, I don't know how I totally missed that. Uh, well, maybe it's because I fell asleep during the match <laughs> because it was it was a pathetic. I, I see. Well, I don't know how you can go with that number five, man. I mean, that was that. It was so bad. Some of the some of the spots. I remember they had one with, uh, I think it was SCU, uh, where he literally stood there for ten seconds, just standing there saying, "Okay, young bucks, are you going to jump and kick me in the back like you're supposed to?" I, I mean, it was just such a spot fest. I, I disagree with that. That's not making my top five. I. Now, the Dark Order thing with Raven, that's cool. You know, I, I think that'd be cool. Uh, I didn't get to see it, but from what you said, he looks old. But I'm still going it's, with the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Uh, old man Raven looking pretty rough. And, you know, Chapman and I were talking about all the spots and the stuff that uh, they do show or don't show or shouldn't show. Um, he kind of thought maybe the production had a little bit to do with it. I'm wondering, though, some of these talent they've brought in from Lucha Underground uh, and, and other promotions – a lot of their shows are taped, so there's a lot of editing that can be happening, you know, a lot of editing that can go on. Now that they're performing live, I think a lot of botches are being seen that wasn't necessarily seen when they were in these other promotions. Oh, man, you might as well just call them, you know, botchamania because there's, I mean, there's at least four or five botches. And I'm not trying to diss on them too bad, but, I, I mean, I, I don't know. For, for me... You know, they had a couple sections during that match where, you know, at the beginning, Santana or Ortiz, they were just standing around outside and not even getting in. They waited like five to ten minutes before they got in. All right, if it's a battle royal, shouldn't they have, you know, if it's a sports competition, 
like AEW's pushing, shouldn't they? Shouldn't they get in? I, I mean, I, it just—I think it, once the bell rings, you should have to get in the ring within a ten count, or you can't be outside more than ten seconds. I think that's what it should be. Instead, you let these dudes just stand out there forever, and, and I just think it, it's pathetic. And I think you know, I I applaud the young bucks for what they've done. And, you know, building, help building this organization and everything. But the matches, it's tough to watch because you got so many false finishes. I sound like a freaking broken record. I, I don't mean to be dissing your number five pick of the week. Well, well, actually, but, my number five was the Raven spot that wasn't even mentioned in the match. Oh, I, it, I just I, went off. I just went <laughs> off the rails, didn't I? No, I completely agree. Uh, AEW has not had much luck with battle royals i don't think I, I mean i haven't really enjoyed any of their battle royals and and it was a spot fest like i said it was guys just kind of standing around waiting for somebody to jump on i'm like really why don't you move you know but uh my number five was was old man raven sitting in the in the uh crowd well do you even think the wa- viewers that are watching today a lot of the the younger demographic i know you and i you know we're we're in the uh, older demographic now, but do you think they even knew who he was? I mean, he looks so much different. You and I yeah. can pick him out, but you know, do you think they even know who he is? I, I don't know, man. When I saw him, I'm like, is that freaking Raven? And so I went straight to Twitter and I typed in AEW Raven or Raven AEW, whatever. And there was a few other people who had noticed it. And there was even a few people that was in the crowd that was taking pictures and, and put on Twitter. Like I see you Raven. And then of course, uh, Later today, I saw where some of the uh, news outlets picked up on it as well. But doesn't mean necessarily he's joined AEW or he's the, the man behind the, the Dark Order. But I do like that nugget they threw in there. It's just those little things that kind of, you know, pique your interest, I think, was, it was just interesting. I'll go and share my number five for the week so that way you can get you me back on it. Uh, I, I think my number five of the week was, uh, was actually from the Circle Squared I really think the match with uh, the Hawks, Airy versus Neil and Dean, I thought that was a just a perfect studio match. Uh, you know, you had the father-son duo that's the good guys. You had the heels, uh, you know, with the bad names and everything. Uh, a couple picturesque spine busters. Of course, you know, I, I'm a mark for spine busters. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty good match to kick off that series. Our number four top moment of the week. That's actually my number four, the debut of the NWA Circle Squared. Again, father-son team. Luke and PJ Hawks defeated Tyson Dean and Jeff Lewis Neal. What was weird about that, Nikita Koloff brought these two guys out. It was just a little awkward. And then after that, it's like Nikita just disappeared. Um, PJ Hawks, he's, he's the kid. I don't know if you saw a few weeks ago that, that jumped from the mall balcony. In an indie match, that's him. And, of course, his dad, Luke Hawks, he's been on the indie scene for a while. But I, I, I can't disagree with you. That's actually my number four. I, I, thought, it was a, I thought it was a good start. I think the, the Nikita was a mess. Uh, his interview, it, it just didn't flow very good. It was very choppy. Uh, and I just, you know, uh, all right, so what's his connection to these guys? He's training them. You know, why didn't they just have him come to the ringside like a manager? Yeah. Uh, maybe have him help cheap a, cheat a little bit. You know, he was a great heel before he tried that baby face run. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe have him cheat a little bit or, but yeah, it was just a kind of struggle. But 
I mean, I think that's I, – I can't disagree with that for number four uh, for you, man. I think number four, I'm probably going to have to go with the uh, John Moxley and Jeff Cobb match. Uh, John, and the point of that I liked of it is just I thought Jeff Cobb had a very solid debut. I thought Moxley sold for him. Uh, they really pushed him. A little pissed off that they had uh, Cobb uh, lose after, you know, dominating the majority of the match. It, you, that's not how you introduce someone, but I still think overall it was a great, uh, it, it was a great match and I thought they made him look strong. It was just, it was a, a dusty finish as you would say. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can't really argue with, with it being on your list because it was a good match, but how do you bring a guy in like Jeff Cobb and make him lose his first match? That's the only issue I have with it. Jeff Cobb is a legit dude and to bring him in and lose his first match. Yeah. I, I think you know, you, you bring in a guy, you're making a debut, you have a video package of him, you bring out Taz to talk about, you know, hey, he's legit, look at all the great wrestling moves he does, then you have him lose, that's crap, but I still think, despite the crappy booking, I thought that, uh, I thought Jeff Cobb delivered, he looked legitimate, and I thought Moxley did a good job selling for him, and despite the crappy end uh, to the match, uh, that's still my number four. And after that match, the Darby Taker comes out. Darby Allen comes out, the, the place goes pitch black, and why, I don't know. And then uh, he comes back, lights come back on, he comes down the ramp and cleans house with a skateboard. But Our number three, top moment of the week. My number three is from Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton opening up the show and absolutely annihilating Matt Hardy. I have a feeling that was uh, the way to write Hardy off. I said that a week ago, but uh, I think this is the one that probably did it. And, um, you know, he, he went out, if that's the case, um, I have no complaints with that. Hopefully we'll see him show up elsewhere and, and even have a better showing somewhere else than what the WWE has done with him lately. Well, man, you and I are just sideways tonight. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on the number three. I thought that Orton Hardy thing was a miss. And I think it was a miss. I wanted to like it. I really did. I was like, Hey, you know, with with Orton and Hardy, I was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, the whole thing with uh, Orton and Edge. And even the last week angle they did with Matt Hardy was pretty good. But then it just kind of felt repetitive to me. And also, I think, too, did you notice the positive reaction the crowd was giving the fans? He's supposed to be a dastardly heel and the fans are cheering him. I just didn't think it worked very well. But I, I think I, I really want the uh, Hardy thing. I want him to have a good, if this is the end of his run with WWE, make it a good, solid run. I just thought that was a little bit of a miss on it. Well, one thing um, I did like, he made the comment, if I'm going out, I'm going out on my terms, not yours. Um, it's a way that he kind of got not not necessarily a little shot in there, but he got something in there, and WWE let him do that, and then, of course, they got their way, and he got the crap beat out of him, but. I had no problem with it. Well, I'm going to go with my number three. I'm going to go back to NXT TakeOver Portland. And uh, I got to go with Adam Cole, baby, uh, over uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, him re- retaining the NXT title. I'm glad to see that, even though Gargano, you know, kind of helped him out by uh, hitting Ciampa with the title to help give Cole the win. But anytime you keep the belt on Adam Cole, baby, I'll tell you what, you can't go wrong with that. Adam Cole, baby. I, man, I can't I can't 
disagree with that. Now number two, top moment of the week. Uh, my number two, Cody Rhodes versus Wardlow in a steel cage from AEW. Uh, that moonsault off the top may have been unnecessary, but it's probably going to make their best moments of all time. Uh, the bad thing is, again, just like we talked about with Jeff Cobb, you're bringing Wardlow in, and he's eating a loss first rattle out of the box. Um, I understand due to the storyline, you can't have him win because of the MJF stuff. But I, I hate, you know, this guy could be really good. And I wish they would have chose, you know, bring in uh, somebody that people know who they are that can afford a loss. You don't want to bring in a guy, a guy in and on his debut night lose like that. Yeah, that there's just doesn't make a lot of sense on that. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it happens twice in in the same show. You know, you're wanting to build these guys up, and you know, pretty much you just slaughter them right out of the bat. But uh, I'm gonna go my number two. I'm gonna go Bailey over Carmella. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Smackdown. I was like, I was like, you'd be like, what in the heck, Bailey over Carmella? No, that that would be on some of my crap for the week. But no, I think the uh, McIntyre. Uh, the McIntyre MVP thing, I thought was uh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I really like. Uh, I thought his promo was strong. I, it's kind of starting to build up to the the WrestleMania thing. I thought MVP was very good on the mic, and of course, you know McIntyre ended up you know getting the strong win. He's getting dominating, but I really liked his promo, and I I think he's getting good reactions right now. Getting huge reactions as much as I like him as a heel. He is over huge as a face. When he does that three, two, one now, everybody, you know, chants it along with him. But I just hope the guy gets a shot. Number number one, top moment of the week. My number one, the reason I couldn't argue with uh, your NXT thing earlier is because NXT TakeOver Portland, that that whole show, that whole card, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to. NXT TakeOver Portland is my number one. That whole card from top to bottom, talking Keith Lee winning, Dakota Kai, Finn Balor over Gargano, uh, Rhea Ripley over Bianca Belair, the Broserweights capturing the NXT tag titles from Undisputed Era, who I'm a huge fan of. And then, as you mentioned, Adam Cole, baby, and Tomasa Ciampa, another balls-to-the-wall barn burner. Great match. I love takeovers, and that's my number one of the week. I mean, I can't disagree. I know I've disagreed with a couple of yours tonight, but I can't disagree with TakeOver. I thought that was uh, overall a really solid show. Uh, But my hit of the week, I got to go with my boy, man, Seth Rollins. Another joke. I hate (laughs) Seth Rollins because he stinks. He's terrible. He's terrible. Get him off TV, please. But uh, since we're talking hits, we're not talking misses. uh, I'm going to have to go. I really enjoyed the Cody Rhodes-Wardlow match. Uh, very similar to when I was talking about Moxley and Cobb. I really enjoyed the match. I thought the uh, moonsault, that, that was probably a little too much. But I, I thought the announcers, I thought uh, good old JR did a good job. Uh, Shivani did a great job saying, I agree with you, JR. <laughs> uh, you know, so they were, they were pretty uh, consistent there. But I, there was just a good buildup for that. I hated to see Wardlow losing the way he did. Uh, but... I thought it was a good way. They've really built a lot of interest in you're wanting to see him finally get his hands on MJF. And I like how they continue to build up the anticipation of him finally getting, you know, when he finally starts laying into him on the pay-per-view, the crowd's going to explode. 
And uh, despite, you know, the dusty finish, a lot of dusty finishes in AEW. I don't know if it's a TNT thing, but. Could be a Rhodes thing. Yeah, it could be a Rhodes thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) Cody's booking. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, really hate Cobb and Wardlow losing. But I still, that was my uh, steam sealer of the week. That's my number one. Hey, how about Taz on commentary for that Jeff Cobb match? Well, I got to be honest with you. You know what I was thinking the whole time? What's that? I was like, crap, they're getting rid of Shivani. I was like, they're going to push <laughs> Shivani out. Taz is there to take Shivani's job. I hope I not. Like, Keep Shivani. I, I love Shivani. I love his uh, awkward interviews that he's been doing with. Uh, and this was my, I would say, uh, honorable mention, uh, Britt uh, Baker, Dr. Britt Baker. I really like her uh, heel promos that she's cutting yes. on Shivani. Just to watch Shivani's reaction. I wish Shivani... Would just finally be like, you know what? I'm tired of you talking to me like this. Only Lois talks to me this way. Maybe you have Lois Shivani come out and slap her. Uh, To me, instead of just making him be the stupid guy that's just taking it, maybe throw in some of the stuff that's made him so popular with his podcast. Hey, that gif uh, from her first uh, uh, promo against Shivani, I think it was at their Bash at the Beach thing on the cruise. I don't know if you've seen that gif yet, but uh, it's the gif that keeps on gifing. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah that's my honorable mention of the week as we're talking about AEW, uh the go home show is this week in kansas city or next week in kansas city our buddies uh david chapman and Stephen e will be in the house unfortunately we can't go i'll be out of town uh for business but uh man i hope they enjoy it they're gonna be representing us and should be a dandy of a show well i hope i hope something happens where they're like hey uh, one of our uh, managers has gotten hurt. Actually, I can't even think of any managers they have, but I'm hoping they just see Stephen Ian like, oh my gosh, we got to put, you know, double A is with Cody. Why don't we put Stephen E with MJF? It would be perfect. AEW once again meets NXT in the ratings for those that care. Hey, yo, it's survey time. Surveys and polls, I asked just for the heck of it on, uh, in honor of President's Day, which is the other day, in honor of President's Day, which was your favorite on-air pro wrestling president, the WWF's Jack Tunney or WCW's Eric Bischoff? On Facebook, 42% said Jack Tunney, 58% said Eric Bischoff. And on Twitter, 52% said Jack Tunney, and 48% said Eric Bischoff. Well, that's tighter than uh, the presidential election is going to be this year. <laughs> I mean, but Bischoff, I love, he, he ruled Facebook, came up a little bit short on uh, Twitter. To me, Bischoff's my man. Uh, I always love ECE. This is what wrestling's missing these days. They need an authority figure, man. Uh, I love William Regal in NXT. He's not a heel GM. He's not. He's just kind of a neutral guy that plays the part well. I, I, and it seems kind of like it. You notice in AEW, they kind of talked about, I think Shivani actually threw it out when uh, uh, someone was making their own match this week. Uh I can't remember who who it even was. Uh, no, actually, it was on it was on NWA. Uh, they were showing a clip of Molina. Yeah, uh, you know, and Molina's like making her own match, and he's like, "Well, have you gotten approval from the NWA? I don't have to." I mean, the wrestlers just make all yeah. their own stuff. I, I would love to have an that. authority figure. I, yeah, it seems like there's no organization; it's just running wild. Speaking of running wild, man, MSW coming soon, coming this weekend. Saturday, February 22nd, 7 p.m. in Salem Springs on the border of Arkansas and Oklahoma at the National Guard Armory. 858-848-SLAM, MSWTickets.com. There's going to have quite a tag team matchup 
you got uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Cowboy Bob Orton, and our good friend, the legendary, the man without a plan, the, or the man with a plan, the master of disaster. He can do everything. The hardest working he, man in pro wrestling. Yeah, the hardest working man. I have to pause and say that's <laughs> slow, so I say it right. The hardest working man in pro wrestling, the Space Cowboy, and the Ace Cowboy. Well, on the card somewhere in there, Loverboy Matt Riviere, Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry, Gary Graham, our good friend Niles Plonkay, and then a 15-man battle royal, which I know Johnny Lightning is in that, Nate Winchester. Yeah, uh, I'm, not Lightning. Sure. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure who else. But, hey, VIP front row tickets, 25 bucks. They're almost sold out. You get a meet and greet with that. Uh, general admissions, $15. Where else can you go just for good, good wrestling and good family entertainment? I know you and I have went to plenty of these, and we got a couple more we're going to hit here in the next month. Well, people got to check it out. Niles Planquet is a name that people need to people need to know because he is going places. He is he is the man, and he's got some sweet wine too. Uh, be sure to check out Wendy Wine Company. But uh, he delivers in the ring. Uh, Lover boy Matt Revere. I think he's actually just started up his podcast. Uh, I think he just had an episode of the Matt Riviera, Mama Matt Riviera show that just started out this week and he's the Saturday night Michael Berry's going to be there too man uh lover boy uh Matt Riviere is the current MSW champion of course Space Cowboy is the southern heavyweight champion uh I believe uh Mr. Saturday night he's got something coming up with Lawler soon as well so hey all right so 15 man battle royal who's winning it um yeah Johnny Lightning man he's he's the current uh battle royal uh champion but Watch out for Nate Winchester. Nate Nate Winchester now. Uh, Nate Winchester, he could throw some bombs, man. I mean, you know, I know he had he had quite a match. I think it was him and the Space Cowboy up in uh, Springfield. There was chairs involved. There was everything involved. They just beat the living tar out of each other. Yeah, he's going to be a tough one to beat. Johnny Lightning, I know you said he won this Battle Royal. I still don't remember that first one. I mean – did he just like crawl in the ring very last second? Did he hide under the ring the whole time? Strategy. So everyone was eliminated. It was all strategy. Was that the plan? It was all strategy. That's what I heard happen, but I don't. I still don't remember the guy. They got another show coming up March seventh in Harrison, Arkansas. Loser leaves town match between Bennett James and Niles Plonkay. The Bad Street Beauty Miranda Gordy will be in action as well. Miranda right now is over in Japan kicking butt. Well, she just won her uh, first match in Japan. Uh, she throwed a, just an awesome. Uh, bomb to win it, and I mean, she's 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 going places, man. That's another one. Now it's Ponke, Miranda Gordy. These are names to watch. You're going to be seeing them one day, I think, at some of these, you know, AW, NWA, these type of different shows. They're going places. This is your chance to catch them. They're blowing up, man. You mentioned Springfield earlier, March 28th, Springfield, Missouri. MSW returns there. Mister Saturday Night Michael Berry versus the Russian Wrecking Ball Meklikov in a flag match. MSW champ Matt Riviere versus the aerial American Allen Jefferson. That's a rematch that happened up in Springfield, what, last year? In the last year. Uh, yeah. Space Cowboy Jason Jones and Color 10, uh, CBS affiliate news personality Jesse Inman will take on Nate Winchester and Johnny Lightning in a tag team match. Uh, Gary Graham versus Niles Plonkay. And again, Miranda Gordy will be there too. Again, guys, 858-848-SLAMMSWTickets.com. Well, that match uh, in, in Harrison on March 7th, that's at the uh, Indoor Expo building at the fairgrounds in Harrison. There's not a bad seat in the house. And Bennett James, Niles Plonkay, these guys have been going back and forth at each other 
for about two years. Of course, the Bad Street Beauty's been involved. This is a big rivalry. Loser leave town match. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Uh, and then in Springfield, you got Matt Rivera. He's looking for revenge because who could forget the the uh, upset heard round the world when the aerial American Alan Jefferson got the victory over Riviera. Just completely shocked the world. And I think that was like his day, one of his debut matches. Uh, so you know Riviera is looking for some revenge. Uh, Barry versus the rushing wrecking ball Meklakoff. They went after each other. Uh, this is a rematch. It's going to be a flag match. And you know, we can't have a Russian flag uh, you know, win the match. We cannot have the Russian wrecking ball walking around uh, waving the uh, Russian flag. Uh, Jones and Inman versus Winchester and Johnny Lightning. Uh, I think that's going to be a great match. Uh, Jesse Inman, he's been training with the Space Cowboy. I think he'll be ready to bring it. Gary Graham, Niles Planquet, another great match. And then the, the Bad Street Beauty is going to be back again. I mean, it, it's just these are these are three just huge cards all within a month period. How can MSW put on shows like this? This is amazing. Well, I think it's just going to be three great shows. Be sure to go to MSWTickets.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, we're definitely – I'm the same boat as you. I'm not going to be able to make it this Saturday. I'm going to be – uh, plunging into the lake for uh, Special Olympics, so I'm going to miss out on it. But that's going to be a, a quite a show on the border, man. Uh, people over in Asylum uh, Springs, they got to check this out. But MSW is blowing up. Hey, check out Dave's XFL 2020 podcast. Yeah, check it out, man. XFL's off to a good start uh, so far, delivering a lot better than uh, a couple of the matches that that we talked about tonight. For sure. Hey, uh, I know you're a uh... Hey, Battlehawks fan, I'm going to have to say go Renegades. Oh, yeah, I know you're cheering for Dallas. Dallas, man, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Landry Jones, uh, you know, he looked a little rusty for three quarters, but he brought it in the fourth in a big victory. But Battlehawks, they're looking at having close to 30,000, almost uh, completely sold out uh, for the bottom bowl of the uh, Dome. And uh, that's going to be – there's going to be a couple well-attended games uh, we'll have to see what the ratings does, but hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully Matt McGloin, the the uh, New York quarterback, hopefully he's not on there. I mean, he's a crybaby. Honestly, it reminds me a lot about him and Seth Rollins. When he was cutting his promo, for some reason, I was like, that sounds just like Seth Rollins. <laughs> well, man, that about wraps it up. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for uh, sharing us and supporting us as always. Uh, follow us on Facebook at The Slop Drop. On Twitter at the Slop Drop One, you can listen to us anywhere. There is a podcast. And until um, next time, we're out of here. Goodbye and good night. One, two, three.